Tokozani, Sunny Bonani, I see, I witness, I notice, I recognize, and honor the cosmic beings within and the elders that walk with you. I am Gogo Tule, Sangoma medicine woman, wisdom keeper, diviner, and time traveler. I am devoted to the ancient future ways of the medicines and elements of nature. Welcome to season two of Ancestral Dreams, Omens, and Prophecies, a sacred space to dream wide awake in the consciousness of our ancestors. Baraka, Siabonga, thank you for joining the journey. Have you ever thought about how, where you are right now, what you're doing right now, the scenes of the days of your life will become a dream and a scene of your grandchildren? Um, I was doing something earlier this year and I stopped and I thought about how What if my future generations dream of what I'm doing right now, (laughs) you know, and I don't even remember what I was doing, but I figure that um, I can't pick and choose what parts of my life they're going to see. But what I hope that they do see, what I hope that is at the forefront of the dreams that they have about me is the moments of life where I realize the truth and the moments of life where I experience pure bliss and joy. What they're probably going to see is me jumping around, dancing and singing in my room. (laughs) But I thought that was a good question to bring forth and um, to welcome you back into the space. I have missed the space. It is December 2020 and we're still here and I honor those that have transitioned and I pray that their spirits are able to rest as well as become powerful ancestors and assisters for us who are still here on earth. This podcast is about dreams, it's about visions and um, I'm hoping to share in this space Well, it's also about the tangents that I go on, (laughs) but I'm hoping to share in the space around dreams in a way that prompts light bulbs to go off in your mind and um, for us all to see how everything is connected. And um, I want to start off by just, uh, you know, talking about dreams in terms of the space is now open for sure for you all to send me any dreams that you would like to hear perspectives on and just reminding us all especially if you're just dropping into season two that um i'm here to again prompt i'm here to share in a way that is teachable i'm here to explore i have questions too and um 
I'm here and and I'm sharing from my personal experiences. I'm sharing from life. I'm sharing from the multidimensional initiations um, and spaces that I have traveled past, present, and future um, from my eclectic background in America, in Africa, and other parts of the world. And um, in the for the most part, I've been allowing dream submissions to come in through Instagram direct messages, as well as WhatsApp messages. And what I would prefer are WhatsApp messages, which um, you'll find the number to my WhatsApp in the show notes. But this season, I would love for you all to send me voice notes of your dreams so that I can just plug them into the podcast. Um, Of course, only if that resonates with you, you can still remain anonymous. It would um, kind of make the process smoother. And I would love to add your voice to the podcast as well. Um, But you're welcome to send it in in a way that that resonates with you. Um, For the most part, I've been sharing the the all of the dreams that people have been sending, or at least talking about um, perspectives that resonate with the types of questions that are sent my way. So don't hold back, feel free to share. And um, I will try to pick and choose though um, the ones that are, are, are teachable and are beneficial to us all for, for learning and growth and evolution. So it has taken me a little while to get back to the podcast. I have been tending to earthly responsibilities and um, I, but what also kind of slowed me down was because I was thinking about what is the theme of season two and I quickly realized that's not going to get me anywhere quickly. Um, plus season one, I just had a few ideas and it turned into something much greater than what I had imagined. So we're just going to flow with season two. We're going to flow into this next set of 11 episodes and I'm grateful to have you with me. Um, there is a really special thing that I want to share before we go into today's topic. I mentioned on Instagram that a beautiful sister um, created a song and um, based on some some things that, that she was reflecting on and going through in her life and um, listening to the podcast, she wrote this song. So I was sitting in my kitchen table and, you know, half of the time I'm going back and forth with people on WhatsApp and answering questions and supporting people on their spiritual journey. Um, and, you know, sometimes people, you know, reach out to a healer and in, in crisis and tears and in all kinds of states. And, you know, sometimes you're available, sometimes you're not available, Um, but you hope, you know, regardless of what happens, you hope that the medicine, you know, is with them, regardless of how present I am, regardless of how I'm saying things or doing things, you hope that they're getting it. Um, and I was sitting at my kitchen table listening to Sarah's song and it brought tears to my eyes and I was just so happy and, I couldn't help but want to share it here in this space. So I'm going to play it for you to enjoy. Shout out to Sarah. Shout out to your ancestors. Shout out to your soul. Yes. And what you are remembering at this time. Makos. I am strong. Mm -hmm. 
flowery poetic words of lessons from the dreams that I've had in 2020 right and so in the desire to get some inspiration on what word what uh, you know beauty I was going to share I went back and I read all of my dreams for 2020 and it took me in another direction <laughs> I was reading my dreams and I was just like, oh, oh my God. I, I, what? What? I dreamt this? This literally happened. Oh, wait. The ancestors, I mean, my higher self, the ancestors, the cosmos, everybody in the universe was trying to tell me this was going to happen. And it happened. And I forgot. <laughs> so I was just like, literally, like every other dream that I was reading, I was just like, where have I been? How could you have forgotten that you had this dream, you know? And some of them, you know, I didn't forget. I just didn't integrate. I didn't apply. I didn't like note to self, don't do this. <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, just kidding. Not don't do this, but kind of don't do this. So here I am sitting and I just read all of my dreams. And I'm just like, what I probably need to say is, don't be like me, but be like me. <laughs> but just a reminder to myself and to all of us that, 
you know, it would be helpful. It would be helpful if, you know, the universe gives you something. You just review it. You go back to your notes. And I already have a practice of going back and reading my dreams. Every couple of months, I go back, I'd read my dreams. I see how it's unfolded. I notice, I explore, and I analyze what I've learned as a result from it. You know, the dreams that were talking about the future, I see if it manifested, da 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 and for uh, not lately, but for a, a, a short period of my journey, I felt like the universe would give me messages and signs and it would be like 500 years later, you know, I understood or it came true. But one thing that has been significantly different about 2020 dreams for me is that they all were on point about this year. Like, it wasn't 500 years later. It was like, no, pay attention. Like, no, maybe you should read your dreams every couple of weeks. Maybe you should remind yourself every month. Um, maybe you should pay closer attention um, at what spirit is, is, is saying to you. And, like, I just have to share a silly thing. Like, you know, sometimes you dream and you just... All you remember is a sentence. You know, you only remember this part or only this little tiny thing happened, you know. And those dreams, because because there's not as much detail, I'm just like, yeah, okay, cool. All right. Carry on. But I literally wrote that I was getting ready to go somewhere and I was looking for my passport and I couldn't find it. That was a couple of months ago. And just a little while ago, I really needed my passport and I realized that it expired, right? So it wasn't that the passport was missing per se, but there was something about the passport that I needed to check up on, right? Make sure you check on the passport. <laughs> and I know that may not seem like a, a literal message, right? The dream wasn't literal because the passport wasn't missing it wasn't just MIA it wasn't lost but one teaching that especially the ancestors have always always taught me and teach me again and again and again and teach you and teach us because y'all be telling me too is presence right stillness right notice pay attention you, you looked at it, looked at it again, look at it even deeper, you know, you know what, what, they, what they call mindfulness, right? Don't just eat your food, taste it, slow down, notice your saliva, notice the, the, the roof and the top of your, your, your mouth and your tongue and, and every detail. Pay closer attention, you know? And it's like, I already got this lesson before, but I'm getting it again on another level, on another, in another layer, in another way. And I'm just like, I'm not even mad at myself. I'm laughing at myself. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do better with myself, even with the littlest, tiniest things. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm just... I, it's so interesting, but it's beautiful because what I wanted to say in this beautiful flowery way is that, you know, 
the reason why I wanted to say what I had learned about dreams in 2020 is because every year, or not so much that I'm using a year as a measurement of time, but every season of nature, the dream realm I have noticed expands. It's like you can taste it more, you know, not just that it becomes more vivid, but like there's a certain quality of our dreams that evolve as we evolve, as we grow and as we change. And so I wanted to speak to the, the flavors that um, have expanded in my, in my, I mean, not the flavor, the literal flavors, but what um, the expansion of the flavors have taught me for this particular phase of life. And, um, you know, I, I really, I really believe and know and have experienced that dreams are like a formulation of a personal Bible. Um, dreams are conversations with the cosmos that we can live by. Dreams tend to be an instruction manual from the ancestors, um, whispers from our soul to raise our consciousness, um, a way for our soul to travel home um, and visit the places that we miss or can't get to on earth. They are also a reminder that home is here in the now and not this far away place necessarily. Um, I believe that they're a way of reclaiming things that have been lost, a way of exploring space and manifestation and change, a way of bridging the known and the unknown, and um, a reminder of the interconnectedness, right? So the interconnectedness has been a really strong flavor of a teaching in the dreams. And one of the lessons around this, and it's, it's not really a new lesson. I think that we all know this and we've heard this, especially if you're more on a conscious or spiritual awareness type of journey. Um, it's like, to me, teachings and lessons are like, they're all the same and we just keep upgrading. Um, so, you know, even I have said that dreams, we're talking about the dreams that you're having at night when you sleep and the dreams or the visions that you're having in the day. Um, but And we also say that all of this is a dream. All of this is an illusion. Even this waking 3D state is a dream, right? So the teaching that has expanded for me is how much I can interpret life that is happening right now in this moment the same way that I interpret dreams um, that I've had in my meditation or in my sleep. And it, it has helped me to, you know, life, life is all a dream. But when people say that, it's like, oh, it's all fake. It's not real. But life is a dream that is happening right now that you can understand, that you can intuit. Um, you know, your empath, your, your empath, your intuition, that quality within us is what is, 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 is helping us read the energy right here, right now in the room, right? And as you explore your understanding and interpretation of dreams, you'll also be able to interpret life. And as your 
I know this is an extreme example, but as your bro- boyfriend is broke is breaking up with you or as you're having this conversation with your mother, you can also sense what's behind it or what the universe is teaching you in this moment um, from this interpretive space, right? So um, I say, I bring this teaching about um, dreams, interpreting life as dreams, uh, because many, many months ago, I came across, it may have even been last year, I came across this writing. And this writing, I actually wanted to share earlier on the podcast, but life shifted. Um, but this writing was so profound. And as I was reading it, I felt like I was inside of the mind of an ancestor, inside of, the, of a dream of an ancestor. And I wanted to share it on my interpretation of this ancestor's dream on the podcast. So it goes on. This writing comes from a book that I've mentioned early on the podcast called African Intellectual Heritage by Molefi Kente Asante and Abu S. Abari. It is a little bit long, but I'm going to share a a lot of it um, on the podcast. I hope that you have a few minutes in the stillness to listen. Um, It's interesting because in the book, it says that the author is unknown. Unknown. Interesting, right? And there's a word that I say a couple of times called nkobo. Prayerfully, I'm pronouncing it right. And it means the essence of life or God or the source of life. So I hope you enjoy it. Makos. I, I am, I am alive. I am conscious and aware. I am unique. I am who I say I am. I am the value unglobal, the essence of life. I forever evolve inwardly and outwardly in response to the challenge of my nature. I am the face of humanity. The face of humanity is my face. I contemplate myself and see everything in me. I perceive. That which I perceive is form. Form is unchanging value. Value is eternal consciousness. Consciousness is that in which all things have their origin. It does not change. It exists from eternity to eternity. It is an infinite cluster of clusters of itself. It is forever evolving in response to the challenge of its nature. It is the ultimate value. It is unglobal. The cosmic order is an infinite total of forms and phenomena. I am a phenomenon. I am a person. I am unglobal. I am consciousness, the infinity of a unity. I cannot be destroyed. I am a constitute of the unity. I cannot be destroyed. The infinity and I are inseparable. I cannot exist outside of the infinity, for there is no outside of it. Everything is inside the infinity. Unglobal is the infinity. It is a whole. It cannot be other than whole. Without me, it cannot be whole. Nothing can be added to or subtracted from the whole. The infinity is alive. There is no death within it. There is life and perpetual agmination. That which is alive has purpose. 
purpose is destiny. Perpetual evolution is the destiny of Unklobo. Unklobo evolves in response to the challenge of its nature. The law regulates evolution. It is the constitute of Unklobo. It is the will of infinity. It is my will. It explains everything, for there is no mysteries. Mysteries is the redoubt of the ignorant. Everything, everywhere, evolves according to the law. The law is knowable. I cannot violate the law no matter what I do. I incarnate the law. Everything I do translates into action, one section of the law of the other. The processes of the law are irreversible. Ultimate absurdity is the attempt to invert the law. The inversion of the law is a cosmic catechism. It is the ultimate criminality. I am the reconciler of all contradictions. Unglobal, the law and I are together the definite agament. Nothing can separate us. I live now and shall live forever in unglobal. I am unglobal. I am eternal. I am the secret that drives out all fear. Perpetual evolution is my destiny. I evolve forever in response to the challenge of being human. I have a mind to light my path in the mazes of the cosmic order. The mind has many sides. It comprehends all things. It establishes my right to latitude, to be heard. It makes me feel at home in the cosmic order. My neighbor has a mind. It also comprehends all things. My neighbor and I have the same origins. We have the same life experiences, a cosmic destiny. We are the obverse and reverse sides of one entity. We are the unchanging equals. We are the faces we see themselves in each other. We are the mutually fulfilling complements. We are the simultaneously legitimate values. My neighbor's sorrow is my sorrow. His joy is my joy. He and I are mutually fulfilled when we stand by each other in moments of need. His survival is a precondition of my survival. That which is freely asked or freely given is love. Imposed love is a crime against humanity. I am sovereign of my life. My neighbor is sovereign of his life. Society is a collective sovereignty. It exists to ensure that my neighbor and I realize the promise of being human. I have no right to anything I deny my neighbor. I am all. All are me. I come from eternity. The present is a moment in eternity. I belong to the future. I cannot commit no greater crime than to frustrate life's purpose for my neighbor. Consensus is our guarantee of survival. I, divine, I define myself and what I do to my neighbor. No community has any right to prescribe the destiny for other communities. This universe I challenge a higher being than me to show. My knees do not quake when I quake when I contemplate my destiny. My knees do not quake when I contemplate my destiny. I know my way to eternity. I make obsciences or respect to the million sides of the cells of the mind. The eternal person is a universal man, a universal woman, a universal child. I am a universal constant. I am a cosmic constant. I am all in one. I am one in all. I am the circle which encompasses infinity. I am the point that is the beginning of the circle. I am Mtum, the knower of all probabilities and possibilities. There is nothing I cannot know. There is no tyranny I cannot crush. 
The value of water is H2O. It lives from eternity to eternity. Nothing exists anywhere which can destroy it. I am who I am. I am not a creature. Nothing can destroy me. I am the self-evolving value too. I am forever and ever. I am the phenomenon umtu, the life force. I am a person, a gubantle. I am gogo zambantu nizikomo. I am a cluster. I am skeletons of people and their cattle. The cluster has vital elements. They are the center and core, the value of umtu, the body, the aura, the law, and uklobo. The law and uklobo are the environment in which I exist. I am gufbantli. The skeletons tell my history. They too define me. I am adequate. I have in me all I need to be the best I can be. I have con contempt for that which is not freely given to me. Whoever wishes me good, let that good go to him. Whoever wishes me to be a prince, let him become a prince. Whoever wishes that I should die, let his wish be his fate. For I want nothing to which I have no right. I am the servant of my ancestors. My father is the messenger of my ancestors. My ancestors are humanity. All I live for is to be the best that I can be. I do not prescribe destiny for my neighbor. My neighbor is myself in a different guise. Equals do not prescribe destiny for each other. They hold conversations of minds. They oppose ideas with counter ideas. This, my ancestors told Shaka, was the behavior of civilized men. They told him this from the fortress cave. Shaka forgot nothing. He carved everything on stone. A Zulu forgets nothing. I carve everything on stone. My adequacy makes me magnanimous. It makes me wise when strong and brave when weak. There are no frontiers I cannot cross, for I, the person, am my own challenge. Disease has no power over me when I know. I determine my health. I am what I want to be. I see mankind on high road to eternity. It marches along many routes. The light in the person guides the march. It leads mankind along safer routes to a better future. My harmonized personality enables me to see my goal clearly. Every moment is a rebirth into a new dimension of being human. My duty is to guide the rebirth. I and I alone guide rebirth. I outgrow the uses of crutches. I face the challenge of being eternal. I align the cells in my body. I know each by name. I am self-knowledge without end. That which I eat, drink, or learn, I convert into myself. I can afford to be humble. I am not afraid. I am adequate. That doctrine shall prevail which is afraid of the person. I reject all dogmas. They create disorder in my personality. I am the enemy of all dogma, for dogma is a prison of the mind. I am the egg in my mother's womb. I draw myself which I need to evolve. Every moment of my life I evolve. For perpetual evolution is my destiny. I am the clout that extends itself into the person. I am the person who extends himself into humanity. The mind of humanity comprehends infinity. Humanity is a blanket that covers my body. It is my flesh. It is the matrix in which I grow. It is the face of eternity which sees itself. 
For Mkobo knows itself. It knows its nature. It knows its destiny. It has within itself everything it desires. It is itself. The human value has no race and color. Each value metamorphoses into response to its environment. Behind each complexion is the environment. In each environment is a section of the law. The law is a whole. Unklobo is an infinite cluster of forces. Life is one of its components. The law is another. So is energy. So are others, seen, unseen, and incapable of being seen. My mandate is to know them all, to understand them all. I move from eternity to eternity to understand them. My sojourn on earth is a moment in my ever-ending journey. My destiny is forever to respond to the call of the morrow. I have in me all I need to make the journey. I move from one dimension of being human to another. I move in proportion to the degree that I know. The degree that I know. Knowledge is the key to the gates of every dimension. My title is the key that I am human. I contemplate myself to discover myself. The key is my birthright. He is the enemy of humanity who denies me the key. For the key is the law. I am born according to the law. I live, grow, and deny according to it. My mother is the law. My father is the law. My relatives and neighbors are the law. We are all bound together by the law. My neighbors are mankind. Mankind is the law. Phenomena divide and fuse according to the law. Conflict is a dimension of the law. Conflict is a moment of agmination. The stages of agmination are a collision, disintegration, and fusion. Harmony and equilibrium are the fulfillment of the law. The world is the law. Everything is the law. I am everything. I am the law and my neighbor's will. I am the law and the jewel of a cosmic order. The law is my, my and my neighbor's will. I am of value. I have all the power to be what I want to be. There is glory in being human, in being self-divining value. My name is man. My name is woman. I formed myself from my mandate. My mandate was the law. I entered the earth as an act of will. I came to realize the promise of being human, to realize the glory of being human, to discover my more satisfying dimensions of being human. I am not alone. I have never been alone. I shall never be alone, for I am a cluster. I am father-mother. I am the cluster of phenomena which constitute me. I am father, mother, child. I am the past, the present, and the future. I have no beginning and no end. I am the geodisc circle in which father and mother merge to become me. I extend myself into the child. I am the brick out which society is built. I am the eternal person. In everything I think and do, I describe myself. I show how I face the challenge of being human. The law is a com- component of Unklobo. It has an infinite number of sections. The sections interact on each other. The interactions produce thought. The law interaction on itself in me produces thought. I translate thought into action. I create the world I desire through action. I evolve in response to the challenge of my nature. Thus, the, thus to evolve is life's purpose for me and my neighbor. 
we have in us everything we need to evolve, to discover satisfying dimensions of being human, to realize the promise of being persons. I am the witness of eternity. So is my neighbor. We are witnesses of what we are. We are living moments in eternity. I am a tiny component of unthrowable. I am an element, a substance, an incarnation of unthrowable. I am the incarnation of law. I live in the law and the law lives in me. It acts through me and fulfills its freely. When I am ignorant, I disorganize the law's interactions. I create disharmonies in my personalities. I hurt my neighbor. I sow dissension in my environment. I frustrate life's purpose for humanity. I, free from, I flee from the challenge of being human. I live in terror of myself. I plant terror, terror into my neighbor's psyche. I terrorize all human beings. I move to the world in cycles of conflict to catastrophe. I finally collapse miss the ruins I built. I rot in the prison of the mind I create. Passerbyers note the stink. Here lies one who fled from the challenge of being human, they say. For I create my destiny in everything I do. I and I alone know this destiny. The challenge of being human is forever to explore myself. It is forever to understand my neighbor. Forever to reveal the power of the definitive, definitive agnomit. The cosmic order is the serikaskati of the definitive agnomit. The law is my sphere. To know it is the challenge of being human. Forever to discover it is the promise of being human. Perfection is the continuing response to the ever-beckoning hand of the law. Conquest forever distorts my personality. It is the aching wound that never heals. I listen to the call of the morrow. When the Nkom, I shall return. When to Unlundi, I shall return. I wait to the shadows of eternity. I wait for the day of rebirth to satisfying destiny. I do not apologize for being human. I walk in humility in the presence of the person. If taught there is no, to worship, it is the person. To worship the person is to glorify myself. The person is real. He needs no oracles to interpret him. He has compassion in his bosom. The gods are cataprosmous. They are crutches of all partisans for ignorance. The gods are trustees of my estate. I am the master. I grow in understanding. I outgrow the need for divine trustee. I stand on my feet. I march into the future on my terms. Nothing can strike terror in my heart. For I am unthrowable of unthrowable. I know every one of my cells. My mother taught me how to count them. My mother is all women. All women are my mother. I prostrate myself before all women. I cry out to them. Arise, mothers of person. Lead your children along safer routes to a better future. To all men I cry, arise fathers of person. Create the world in which it will, know, will be no crime to be your children. For all I desire is to realize the promise of being human. Good and evil are related. Either translates the law into action. Virtue is knowledge and practice of the law. Vice is ignorance of the law. To know the law is the glory of being human. Perpetually to be responsible of ukuba gumuntu. I have all I need forever to be responsible. For I am the source of all meaning, all value, all authority. 
I build a civilization in homage to the person. The highest points reached by other civilizations are in the sky. These zeniths are the levels from which I start building. I entered the earth to create order out of chaos. I recognize the person as my light. I pay homage to the light. The light will prevail. For I know the heights from which they made me fall. I know the depths into which they thrust me. I know I shall prevail. For I am whom I am. He has not been born who shall say he has conquered me. Tokoza. My knees do not quake when I contemplate my destiny. I know my way to eternity. My knees do not quake when I contemplate my destiny. Did you hear that? I hope you heard that. I hope you felt that. I hope you, I hope you sensed it. I hope that it never leaves your mind, body, and soul. Um, I don't even have a super brilliant interpretation of that because... It speaks for itself, it speaks volumes, and it echoes, and it continues to echo. So much of what I've experienced in life and so much of what I've discovered on the spiritual journey is what has been written in, these, in this writing. Um, it feels like the mind of an awakened ancestor. It feels like ancestral consciousness. It feels like the roots of the rituals and the traditions that we're trying to live by. And it, you know, it, it, it's on my journey, there have been moments where I was just like, what can I hold on to in my mind to keep me grounded, you know, beyond this, the, the, the fluff and the, 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 the gold and the, the lights and the appeal of spirituality, um, what is underneath the surface and and what wisdom of my ancestors of our ancestors can we sit in to navigate life because sometimes you know I, I don't have the answer or I feel like I'm not catching what the ancestors are saying that I should do in this situation but when I go back to the heart of Ubuntu when I go back to the lessons of these traditions I find my way and this writing to me is what we're unconditioning in our mind. It's what we're decolonizing in our, you know, in the disruption of our soul. Um, it's seeing through the eyes of the ancestors, the wisest ones among us. Yibu, a Zulu never forgets, a Bantu never forgets, an indigenous person seeks to not forget. And what is it that we're doing on this healing journey? Remembering, remembering, remembering to cure the illness of forgetfulness. And I use the term illness lightly because it is a part of the journey. It is what we embrace in terms of, human of our humanity. And the last thing that I want to say on this is that a beautiful soul sent me a question about a dream. It said, what does it mean if a black snake bites you in the head in a dream so if you give me an isolated part of a dream all I can you know I'm gonna give you an isolated kind of answer um but for me the answer to this dream is in the writing of this um brilliant ancestor unknown and what I see in symbolism and dreams often is and in spirituality is this concept of taking our head off 
our head being cut off, our head being bitten? What is it about your mind that has forgotten? Yes, who it is. What is the snake? What is the kundalini? What is the blackness? What is the darkness? What is the unknown um, birthing inside of you to know? I sense that there is something in your spirit, in the shadows, something in your kundalini, something in your awakening, in the shadows that is calling you to take off of your head. Yes, to let go of how you've been thinking about things, to let go of um, how you've been thinking about things that is um, not allowing you to awaken. It's a call to awaken. It's a call to give something up. Yes, in your thinking. That is my perspective on that dream. I'm so grateful that somehow it aligned with um, the theme of this episode. And I'm just going to close with a few announcements. So I've been doing this work for a little bit over five years as a Sangoma. And, um, you know, like any other role in life, you tend to find yourself wearing many hats, um, putting one on, taking it off, putting another on. And then sometimes it's like you got four or five hats on at the same time. And I've experienced this, especially in terms of education. It's like, as I'm in a reading with someone, I'm educating. As I'm in a healing session, I'm educating. As I'm ta- in a lecture, in a workshop, in a healing circle, in the midst of a ceremony, it's like so much education is is birthing because of how removed we have been from a lot of these indigenous um, traditions and, and African spirituality. And it's been just a little bit overwhelming. <laughs> um, to constantly have to explain, especially in moments where um, the focus should be presence and, and channeling and, you know, all the things. But I'm, I'm saying this because of this new and old offering that um, myself and Gogo Kanyagude are, are birthing through the Ubuntu Village. This is an online Patreon membership circle for us to explore indigenous knowledge and wisdom from a very rooted place. You know, there's a lot of cultural um, knowledge that is being taught from a very anthropology perspective, colonial, Western, this perspective. And one of the hardest things on this journey is to been like, where can I get or a metaphysical perspective? It's like, where can we get the information from people who are living and breathing it and are um, members of the tradition, you know, and carrying it in a sacred way and with a lot of integrity and critically thinking along the way. So I can't tell you how beyond explosively excited I am about like, where this is going and um just with the little bit that has already come together but it's also really exciting to have a space that's ongoing because people have come into you know a healing session or a retreat or a thing and then you know there's this desire to continue to connect and continue to grow and continue to have community right so i honestly out of you know 
all the things. I really hope to see you in this space. I am looking forward to bringing back more healing circles and gatherings in person in California and in other spaces. So um, I just hope that you continue to, to, to join and visit so that we can all party with the ancestors together in, in these spaces, in these dedicated spaces. Um, there is one more thing. Um, it's, I'm, I'm hoping to get one more episode out before the end of the year, but just in case I'm, um, that doesn't happen exactly the way that I plan, you know, at the end of the year, especially in my email newsletter, I express my, my gratitude, you know, my gratitude for the work, my gratitude for those that are still following and asking questions and, you know, paying attention to the silly and brilliant things that happen to flow through me on Instagram and in this space and in that space and in the newsletter and those who have have had the honor to hold healing space with, um, my gratitude just, it expands and expands and expands. And a few months ago, I, I, I was invited to a few healing circles um, online and I hadn't done that in a while. And, you know, in the introductory talks that I give about ancestral healing and African spirituality, I often talk about how, you know, the like the the framework of our ancient and indigenous ways of being and living like this is the communal village and there were these different roles and the healer or the sangoma or the traditional healer was one who was in each family in each village in each cluster there was always someone in the bloodline who was there to initiate and to heal and to help um, counsel the family and the village and I'm in this circle and I'm saying these things and afterwards I was sitting and I, I realized how much you know, because I, I often say, you know, you're, especially for those who are called into these traditions that, you know, typically your grandmother, your great grandmother would have been the one to see that you are gifted and that um, she would have taught you or he would have taught you and initiated you into the ways of the family. And as I sat after one circle, I was just like, wow, in this, you know, unfortunately and fortunately because of history and how things have been breaking apart and us putting the pieces back together I just realized how honor um, beautiful it is to play a role that would have been your grandmother yes that would have been your grandfather that would have been someone in your family to say hey the spirits are saying this oh hey you need to go and do that Mm -hmm. to be able to play that role as a diviner to be able to step into your family tree yes is something that i i I have gratitude towards and i have humility towards and i bend and i bow my head that um you accept me in this way Mm -hmm. And so I had to express that gratitude before the end of the year. Um, And I thank you so much. And I'm let go of the mushy. And um, see you again soon. Tukoza.